Hi folks, FPL General here recording a new episode of my 59th minute FPL podcast. International break is almost over, we're, we're almost there, Game Week 9 is almost upon us, so roll on the weekend's games. I'm recording on Tuesday morning, the 15th of October. Uh, just a couple a couple of more international games to go tonight. I know, I know my boys Ireland are in action tonight, so hopefully we can do the business. Um, going to rattle through this, same format as usual. I've been enjoying the international break back in, back in Ireland. I'm staying with my mother for a couple of days, so I'm actually recording in her attic. So hopefully that hopefully the sound quality comes through okay and you can't hear too many too many sheep outside the window making noise. Um going to start with the shout outs this is the uh this is going to be known as the Riyad Mahrez podcast I think the Riyad Mahrez episode I wasn't I wasn't following the three o'clock kickoffs in game week um it wasn't the game might have even been on Sunday but whenever Man City were playing in game week eight I wasn't following the games and at one point my phone just started dancing around the coffee table and, and lighting up and my wife was like you better get that. There's, there might be something wrong, you know. And I, I just picked it up, and it was just about two hundred notifications from people saying Mario's got taken off in the fifty ninth minute. So that was that was a sweet one. I actually talked him up on the last episode. So you know, after me talking him up, a lot of people probably went and got him in, and then were probably cursing me for 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 cursing him getting his fifty ninth minute substitution. So yeah, that was a that was a sickener, especially for those who went De Bruyne to Mario's. He gets one point, and then just just to rub salt in the wound, De Bruyne didn't drop in price either, so a um, couple of others mentions as well, a Diego Dallo made his first appearance for Manchester United of the season and managed just 59 minutes, uh, Eric Peters gets a notable mention as well here because I think he lasted about 54-55 minutes, went off injured uh, and missed out on the clean sheet point, so that's always very frustrating if you have a defender and he goes off and then the team keeps a clean sheet. And last one I'll mention this week, Gilfie Sigurdsson, very close to a shout-out. Uh, he got 58 minutes. I think he had a 61-minute appearance earlier in the season as well. And just a very, very disappointing season from from a, from an FPL legend. I think he's only got one assist so far. Uh, no goals after eight game weeks. So Everton, Everton have gone off the boil completely, and, and Siggy has been a very, very quiet this season. So, I mean, I was very close to including him in my, my game week one team. He was in my... He was in a lot of my drafts during the summer, so thankfully, uh, thankfully, he uh, dodged a bullet there. A quick review of game week eight because it's it's quite a while ago now. I had to had to load up the the FPL website for the first time in, in four or five days to remind myself uh, of how bad things were in game week eight for most of us. So I banked my transfer going into game week eight, uh, just benched De Bruyne rather than selling them. I just you know I never like using two free. You know, two transfers because I know I'd, I would want him back, so I just benched him. Uh, I think I played Lundstrom instead, who, who got five points, which was great. Uh, only got thirty-five points. I dropped about a hundred thousand places, so I'm sitting at about five hundred and fifty k overall now. So, I mean, not great, but not awful either. Uh, you know, I'm pretty content to be sitting there after eight game weeks. You know, plenty of time to to climb those rankings. Um, haven't used a wild card yet either, so I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty happy with the squad and and having that wild card available as well. Another captaincy blank, Raheem Sterling. So I think I think after eight game weeks, I think I've had four blanks out of eight. You know, so getting two or three points from a captain, uh, and I think over those first eight game weeks, I I still don't think I've captained my highest scoring player in any given game week yet. 
So, I mean, that's why I'm happy enough to be 500, you know, around 500k when the captaincy has been pretty frustrating. You know, hopefully, hopefully I'll start hitting a few of those, you know, in the run up now to Christmas and, and be sitting, you know, well inside top 100k by, by Christmas, hopefully. The only players who did anything for me, game week 8, were Mason Mount. Uh, so I think I've had him now for the last two weeks and, and he's got returns in both. So great, uh, just a really good FPL asset this season. Um, Lundstrom got me the five points, another just budget gem this year, and Tomori, Tomori did the business as well. So again, yeah, just those three, nothing from anyone else. Thirty-five points, very frustrating. Ashley Barnes again, I've had him for four game weeks, and he's got me five points. I'm pretty sure it's five points because uh, he got a he got a yellow card in one of those games. So Barnes is getting kicked out this week. Barnes is getting kicked out for Tammy Abraham. Abraham is a player I should already own by now. Uh, I got Tomori and Mount in a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get Abraham in for game week nine. That's the only thing I'm sure of this week. I'll, I'll come to transfers towards the end of the podcast, but that is the only thing I, I 100% know I'm doing this week. I think Tammy's Tammy's even a great option for captaincy uh, in game week nine as well against Newcastle. So again, I'll come back to the captaincy and transfers at the end of this episode. Just touching on my watch list now, uh, again I had to load this up to remind myself what I did last week. Uh, so just a couple of players I've added to the watch list. Uh, Willie Bolly at Wolves, 5 million defender. A back-to-back clean sheets for Wolves, very impressive. You know, I think, uh, you know, I'd been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, I started the season with Jota. He annoyed me, and then you know him annoying me. I just said to myself, I'm just going to avoid Wolves until after Christmas because of of the Europa League distractions. But I'm kind of reassessing that now. I'm backtracking on what I said. Um, I think Bolly's. I think Bolly's a pretty safe pick because you know he's pretty immune to the rotation. You know he's he's our, he's our most important central defender, so I think he'll play most games. He was doing very well this season, despite despite a red card in there as well. What I, what I like most about Bolly is his bonus point potential. I think he's got seven bonus points in eight games. Uh, probably seven in, in seven games, actually, if, if he was suspended for one. So I do like Bolly. I like Wolves' fixtures as well. They've got Southampton, Newcastle next up. Then it's Arsenal, Villa, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. So I do like the Wolves' fixtures on the horizon. So Bolly's what I'm considering this week for my transfers. Uh, who else have I added? I've added uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Chelsea midfielder, 5.9 million. So I got on Mount uh, a few weeks ago. Probably got him at six point five, six point six. He's he's up. I think he's up to six point eight now. So it's it's almost a million difference between Mount and Hudson Adoy. So I think I think for people who missed the the Mason Mount boat, I think it probably makes sense to just spend a million less on Hudson Adoy. I think I think he'll be a, a really good option as well. I think he's got back to back assists. Hasn't got ninety minutes under his belt yet, but you know he was out for a long time. So. I've seen a lot of people even going for the triple up, you know, Mount, Abraham and Hudson-Odoi. You know, I can't do that because I've got Tamori in defence, but but I do like that triple up. Chelsea, Chelsea have been great going forward this season, you know, they're scoring a lot of goals. I don't see that slowing down, so I think I think for anyone on a wild card this week, I think I'd probably be considering that, you know, the, the Abraham, Mount and Hudson-Odoi. Because, you know, even though I have Tamori, I still don't really trust Chelsea defensively. He's just a nice cheap option that's, you know, you know, you don't really mind too much if, if Tamori lets you down, as opposed to someone, you know, like Robertson who's a lot more expensive. Or even Alonso from Chelsea. So yeah, I do like I do like the I do like Hudson Adoy. Um I mean I can't get to him because I'm gonna get Abraham. And that's gonna be 
I'll be maxed out on, on Chelsea assets then, but I do like I do like him. Uh, when it comes to wild cards, it's probably someone I'll, I'll look at. Um, Aaron Connolly as well, 4.5 million. Brighton, two goals against Spurs. Very impressive Premier League debut for the young lad. I'm hoping he's going to start for Ireland tonight. Disappointed that he didn't start against Georgia. Hopefully he does start tonight. Uh, and I think you know he's ideal now if you're... If you're in a formation where you've got someone like Mason Greenwood or Connor Wickham on your bench, I think Connolly's the guy to replace him with. If you've got nothing else to do in your team, uh, I, I still don't I don't trust Connolly to you know as a starter every week. I'm still I'm still more interested in Mopai. Uh, you know Connolly got all the headlines in that Brighton win, but I, I was more impressed by by Neil Mopai up front. I think he got three goals this season. I'm just very imp- every time I see him, you know, I, I'm very impressed by his movement and the positions he takes up. There was quite a few occasions in, in that Spurs game where he just wasn't found by by teammates. Um, so I, I think Mopai's gonna gonna score a lot of goals this season. I actually had a cheeky 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 few bob on him during the week. I think he was about five hundred to one uh, for the top goal scorer. You know, just him each way if he can get into the top four. Um so yeah, I do like I do like Mopai. I think he you know he's unlucky not to have more goals this season. But yeah, Connolly's ideal, I think, as a bench player. Mopai I like as a starter. And hopefully hopefully over the next few weeks that Connolly can just keep his place in the starting eleven and then we've got ourselves, you know, another John John Lundstrom, but he's but he's a striker. Um so definitely want to keep an eye on Connolly. Another player I added to the watch list following game week eight was uh, Charlie Taylor at Burnley because because of that Peters injury. You know, I haven't haven't had a look to see if there's any update to see if Peters, you know, if it is a serious injury or not. I added Charlie Taylor just in case Peters was going to be ruled out for you know a couple of months because I think four point two million is is a great price for a for a Burnley defender. Uh, one one option I'm looking at this season, or not this season, this week to get to get from Barnes to to get from Barnes to Tammy Abraham, I could sell Zinchenko, and I would only have four point two million to spend. So it's probably either, you know, you're looking at someone like Charlie Taylor or Rico or Kelly. So yeah, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out towards the end of this week for for the press conference to see what the story is with with Eric Peters because I mean if Peters was ruled out for you know long term. I would probably just get Charlie Taylor uh, instead of Rico then. Uh, another player I added is Ryle Jimenez. You know, much for the same reasons I mentioned about Willie Bolly. Uh, Jimenez is less than ten percent owned, seven point one million, two assists against Man City. He does he, he does only have two goals and two assists for the season. So you know there is there's so many other strikers out there delivering. So you know most people are probably going to ignore Jimenez. But if you're looking you know, to go something to go a bit different, and you're and you're a fan of Jimenez from last season. I think I think Jimenez is a fine pick now as well uh, for the next couple of weeks. So that's the watch list. And um, before I move on to the questions, I did mention you know mention wildcard a few times there, and people are probably wondering, am I using it or not? I, you know, I spent I spent a couple of hours last week once once game week eight was over, uh, and again you know like like quite a few times this season. I was actually very close to, to activating the wild card for game week nine. I always kind of had game week nine in mind as a as a good time to play it with you know a couple of fixture swings for for teams and things like that. But you know I've I've got two free transfers. You know I might end up taking a minus four, and, and you know with those two or three moves, I would probably get myself pretty close to where I would be if I wild carded. So I just don't feel. It's justified yet for my squad. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be using it this week, and I think, as I said, I think it is a good time to to use it with with the fixtures for for certain teams. You know, Leicester come to mind, Chelsea, 
Arsenal, all these teams. Um, but for me personally, I'm just I'm still pretty happy overall with the squad. And if I can make two or three moves this week, uh, you know, two free ones or or three moves for a minus four, you know, I'll be I'll be pretty content then. I'm I'm just I kind of like the idea of holding on to the wild card. I've never kept it this long. Usually I'm a game week three, four, five wild carder, but I kind of went into this season, you know, with the intention of maybe holding it a bit longer than I usually do. Um, and that's still the case, you know, it's, what are we, we're middle of October now, so before long, it's going to be November, December, you know, fixture schedules are going to get a lot uh, more packed together, we've got that blank game week, I think it's blank game week 18 for Liverpool and West Ham, so, you know, it could be, could be an opportunity to play it around that, to, to navigate that, um, so yeah, probably all, all going well, I'm probably just going to hold off and just play it when, when it feels right, so it's probably, probably going to be another couple of weeks away, at least, you know, after I, I do a bit of a shake up with those two free transfers this week. So yeah, that's just a, just a few thoughts on on the wild card for me. It's it's tucked away and it's it's not coming out this week. Moving on now to the Twitter questions this week, I've picked out six or seven very good questions this week. So thanks to everyone who sent them in. First ones came in were regarding Leicester City. So FPL Dork asks, "Is Madison a trap?" And Heskybo asks, will Madison do or do we need Vardy? So yeah, Leicester are probably the team that are probably attracting the most attention. You know, looking looking at their fixtures, they've got Burnley at home this week, then it's Southampton and Crystal Palace away, before Arsenal home, Brighton away, Everton at home. So yeah, there's Leicester assets are very popular. Uh, I mean, I don't have any of them. Um, and, and you know what? I'm I'm actually not too bothered either. If I if I don't end up bringing in a Leicester player with with my transfers this week, it's not going to bother me too much. I don't know if the fixtures are as good as as everyone makes out. I mean, Burnley at home looks good in paper, but we know Burnley are great defensively. Southampton and Palace two away fixtures. You know, Palace have been pretty good defensively this season as well. Arsenal is never going to be an easy fixture either. Brighton excellent against Spurs and Everton. Yeah, you can say Everton's a good fixture. So, you know, it's. I think if I, if I was on a wild card this week, I probably would be getting one, probably two Leicester players. But you know, going into this game week, you know, Tammy Abraham's my priority, so the Leicester guys are probably going to have to wait for me. In terms of which ones would I want, when it comes to Madison versus Vardy, at the moment, I think I would be leaning towards Madison just because of the you know it's a lot of money saved. It's probably the best part of what two million difference there. Uh, Madison's had a pretty good start to the season. Vardy's been kind of a little bit hot and cold. You know, he's, he's he goes missing in a lot of games, uh, and you know, just from the eye test, you know, a lot of watching a lot of them games, Madison Madison spends a lot of the time in the box as well, um, and obviously he gets on the ball a lot more often, and he's taking a lot more shots. So I I think I do favour Madison over Vardy at the minute. I, probably on a wild card, I would probably be tempted to get both. Um, you know, Vardy's always got them penalties as well. Don't think Leicester have had a penalty this season, so. Maybe if they had a few of those, we'd probably be looking at Vardy, you know, a little bit differently, and we'd probably want them even more. So, is Madison a trap? I don't think so. I think Madison is is a very good FPL option. I had I had some good times with him last season. I remember getting back to back ten pointers from him last season. I think he got sent off then, just to just to wipe out some of those points. But yeah, no, I I think Madison's a great player, and I think he's a great FPL asset. Um, I like that he you know he shoots on sight. He's a bit like John McGinn. You know, he probably he probably shoots too often when he when he should pass, but. Um, I don't think Madison is a trap. I think Madison's a great option. I think Vardy's a great option. I think defensively they're they're great as well. Um, I like Soyunku. I think there's a question coming up on on the defender, so I'll come back. I'll come back to the defense. Question from FPL Strategy: 
Uh, Strategy asks, which three strikers are the best? Are mid-range strikers the way forward? Or is there rationale to spend more on premium strikers? Or shall we save that cash for other areas of the pitch? So, again, another very topical question over the international break. You know, which strikers do we go for? How much do we spend on strikers? It feels it feels like this season. You know, every week or two, the the forward switch, and there's there's three three hot new strikers that we want. Um, I've I've been rolling with cheap strikers this season. I've and it was disaster last game week. I had. So I had Greenwood on the bench and I had Pookie and Barnes on the pitch. And Pookie and Barnes have been frustrating me uh, big time over the last couple of weeks. So I'm looking to probably shake things up. My, my forward line probably needs the most work. Um, so it's definitely definitely an area I'm looking to shake up this week. Uh, strategy's question was, which three strikers are the best? So I think I've had a clean slate and I could just choose anyone. Let's say I was wildcarding this week. I still, I still like the the cheaper strikers. I think there's so much value, uh, and I still, I still favour you know pumping more cash into midfield to the, to the likes of you know Sterling, Salah, Manny, De Bruyne, all these guys, and and having one or two premium defenders as well, and just just going for the value guys up front. So, I've there's a question coming coming up on Pookie as well, so I'll come back to him. But if I could pick any strikers, this, any three strikers this week on a wild card, I think Tammy Abraham. Number one, I think he's the best striker in the game this season, just given his price and what he's and how he's performing. So I think he's a no-brainer. I think I would have Callum Wilson in there as well, given you know everyone knows my struggles with Callum Wilson over the seasons, but you know he's been he's been excellent again this season, um, fixture-wise as well. Norwich at home this week, you know you don't get any better than that, and then it's Watford who have been struggling. Manchester United who are a you know a mid-table side these days. Newcastle, so Bournemouth. I really like Bournemouth's fixtures as well. So I think I would have Tammy up there. I'd have Callum Wilson up there. And the third spot, there's probably be a few people fighting for that one. But probably Jamie Vardy. Just, again, you know, everyone's talking about these Leicester fixtures. Leicester have been great this season. You know, they're going for the top four. And I think they can. I think they could They could do it this year, given how, how many of the others are, are struggling, the likes of Spurs and Man United. So I do like Leicester. I do like Vardy. You know, proven FPL asset. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where I'd go. Tammy, Callum Wilson... Vardy and just continue with you know big midfielders and, and a couple of big defenders as well um, so yeah I think I think that's that's the way I would go personally I, I kind of went into the season I kind of went into the season with a mindset of you know just trusting those cheaper strikers and, and not worrying too much about the big guns the likes of Aubameyang, Aguero, Harry Kane and I'm still happy enough through that yes Aubameyang and Aguero have been have been excellent but you know, I'm still not going to go out of my way. I don't feel like I need to rip up my team to get those guys because there is so many cheaper guys that are doing really well and are capable of matching those guys. Um, so that, that's where I'm at. I'm still happy enough to go with the, the you know, the sub 10 million strikers. I mean, that could change over the next few weeks if, if the likes of Aubameyang and Aguero keep doing what they're doing. But I guess in, in terms of Aguero, it all depends on, on Sterling. If Sterling can, can get his finger out and start doing doing stuff for us you know there'll be no need to, to have a girl then in my opinion a question from fpl fpl logic uh, this is a question i'm asking myself this week what to do with zinchenko so fpl logic is considering moving zinchenko on for someone like bolly lewis dunk or even matip uh, to triple up on the liverpool defense now triple up on liverpool defense i don't know I don't know if it's the right time to do that. You know, looking at their fixtures, I think Allison will be back in game week nine, which which is good news, which is making me want to hold on to Robertson alongside uh, Alexander Arnold. I've had both of those guys all season. 
Um, so you know, I'll be happy to see see Allison come back if I do decide to keep Robertson. You know, there is coming to transfers later. Robertson is someone I'm considering selling to to free up some cash for them for them strikers. Um, I don't think I would triple up on Liverpool defence at the minute. United next, Spurs, Villa, Man City. You know, it's can't you know really don't see too many clean sheets there as much as I want them as an owner of two of them. Um, so I'd, I'd probably would go someone like Lewis Dunk or Willie Bolly rather than, than Matip in, in that sense. Um, but what to do with Zinchenko? Zinchenko's a tricky one. I mean, I've had him all season. I think he got 45 minutes in game week 8. I think he came off the bench, which was annoying. Um, again, for me, you know, if, if I'm just going to be logical with my transfers this week, I should just focus on my weak links and just get rid of Barnes and Zinchenko just to fix those, fix those two areas in my team. But again, if I want to do a proper shake-up of my strikers, it will probably mean Robertson would have to go to free up some cash, and that means I would just keep Sinchenko. Uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not against that idea. And, you know, the hope would be that he would get a couple of starts over the next few games. You know, there's there's clean sheet potential in the next three for Man City, so you would hope that he would maybe get two out of three at least, if not all. And worst come to the worst, if he doesn't play, you know, hopefully he doesn't come off the bench. And I, you know, I've got the likes of Lundstrom and Cantwell and these guys who can come in. So that's something I, I am actually considering keeping him, even though he's he's been frustrating, he's dropped in price. But if I've got bigger fish to fry, Sinchenko might actually survive for me this week. So I think selling them obviously makes sense. If you've got no other issues, selling Sinchenko is, is an easy one. You know, we said all along, once we see him get rotated or, or get less game time, you just sell him. Um, so that's that's probably what I should do this week, and it, it it might end up what I do end up doing on Friday. Um, next question is from Stephen Tripp. Uh, similar a similar question to Zinchenko. Stephen asks what to do with Pookie. So yeah, Pookie Pookie's probably one of the most sold players this week. I think it's four blanks in five. The guy only about three or four weeks ago we said was going to be a season keeper. The best thing since sliced bread. Pookie is going to be. This season's him and is just shows you how quickly things change in FPL, and I don't think the issue is Pookie. I think the issue is Norwich. You know they've been they've been really poor in the last couple of weeks. Obviously they've had so many so many hit by so many injuries. So the hope would be that you know over the international break they can get a few of those guys back, and they can you know we can see more of the Norwich we've seen in the early weeks of the season after the international break. So I'm really torn on this, um, whether to keep Pookie or whether to sell. Um, I think in my case, if I want to sell him, it's probably for a minus four, which makes it harder to do so. Um, I think selling him for a free transfer is fine. You know, if you're selling him for someone like Abraham, Callum Wilson, I think that's completely justified. But part of me just wants to give him more time. Uh, you know, if he's, he, he did a great job for me when I brought him in a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes, he's been quiet for a few weeks. But again, you know, I think I paid what... Probably 6.6, 6.7 million for him. So it's you know you're not expecting him to return every week for that price. Uh, and I still like I still like his fixtures as well. Uh, just looking at them here, Norwich have Bournemouth away, who don't keep clean sheets. Then they've got Manchester United, who are not great. Then it's Brighton, Watford, Everton, Arsenal. So in terms of attackers playing against those teams, I still like Pookie's fixtures. You know he's he's probably going to be on penalties, I would guess as well. Um, so I think I'm going to end up keeping him, to be honest, and just just you know focus on the other focus on the other weak parts of my team and just just give him another few weeks and see what happens. Again, it's only Tuesday and I haven't thought too much about my transfers yet, so I could end up backtracking on this and and, and transferring Pookie out before the weekend. But I think at this point on Tuesday, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards keeping him uh, and just just 
just keeping the faith and hopefully he he punishes those who sell him. So again, I'm I'm really I really need to give these transfers a lot more thought this week. I do you know what I hate having two free transfers because there's so it just gives you so many more options and it makes you know when you've got just one free transfer it's a lot easier to decide what to do a lot of the time. So what to do with Pookie? I think keeping him's fine. I think selling him is fine as well. It just really depends on how you feel about Norwich and, and about Pookie as well. A question from FPL Blinder. FPL Blinder asks, is it worth spending an extra 1.5 million to get Pereira over Soyunku? So yeah, I mentioned I mentioned the lesser defence earlier. I knew this question was coming. Uh, personally, I don't think it's worth spending the extra 1.5 million. 1.5 million is a lot of money in FPL. You know, it can go a long way in other parts of your team. And first and foremost, when you're buying defenders, you're buying them for clean sheets. And I mean, Soyunku, what is he, 4.7? I think Pereira's up to 6.2. Now, that's a big difference. So for me, if I go for a Leicester defender, I'm just going to get Soyunku and just use that 1.5 million elsewhere. As I say, it can go a long way. Um, you know, people are saying they're going to get Pereira for his attacking returns. But, you know, watch watching Soyunku... I don't. He's got a lucky assist so far. He doesn't have any goals, but I I think he's got goals in him. Um, so I I do think he I think he offers more attacking threat than, than maybe people are giving him credit for. So I I just think yeah, for me it's a no brainer just to spend the four point seven rather than the six point two. Obviously Pereira could go and smash it. Pereira's an excellent player. You know he's I think he's a winger by trade. So you know when he gets forward, he knows what he's doing. He knows where the goal is. And and you can create goals as well, but I just like that price for Soyunku. Again, as I say, defenders first and foremost for me it's clean sheets, and if I can get them for four point seven rather than six point two, I'm going to snap that up all day long. So that's my two cents on Leicester defenders. Soyunku is the guy I like most there. Question from Goris Pal. Um, Goris asks, should we stick or twist with Sterling? So there's a lot of these uh, sticker sticker twist questions this week, you know, Pookies and Chenko. Now it's Sterling. Um, should we stick or twist with Sterling? And is Aguero the best Man City attack on option? So I, I mean, I've had Sterling all season. I think I've captained them for the last five game weeks as well, which hasn't panned out very well. If we could just captain him when he plays for England, we'd be we'd be doing great. He, he seems to score all his goals on international duty these days. Um, I'm sticking with Sterling. Hasn't even really crossed my mind to sell him. Um, I, I just feel he's a, he's the kind of player you just you know. I went into the season. One one of my rules, one of my golden rules going into the season was to try and pick a core, pick a core group of players in game week one and just trust them long term, even if they go through like quiet phases. So you know, Salah and Sterling were were two players on that list along alongside the likes of I think Alexander Arnold was probably there as well. So yeah, for that reason, you know, for my strategy this season is it's I'm just going to stick with Sterling, you know, and and you know watching him again for England. I know they were playing Bulgaria, who, who were pretty awful, um, but th- th- those goals will do him no harm, and hopefully he can bring that confidence into the to the Premier League games now. And you know, City are, City are a wounded animal now, uh, and if ever there's a team that are dangerous when they're a wounded animal, it's Man City. So I'm expecting City to bounce back from that Wolves defeat uh, and you know smash a couple of teams over the next couple of weeks so hopefully Sterling will be involved in the goals there so I, I'm sticking with him again it's probably a bit like Pookie I think you can you can make arguments for selling Sterling as well and and, and you know if you can do a lot with his cash so yeah I think you can go either way there but for me for me I'm going to stick with him uh, there was also a question there is Aguero the the best Man City 
attacking option. I think you can probably argue that he is at the minute after eight game weeks. You know, he's obviously he's outscored Sterling. Um, but again, that you know that can change very quickly. And Aguero hasn't looked himself. You know, in the last couple of games, I think he's only got an assist maybe over the last two. Even though he is, you know, his underlying stats are are excellent as they often are. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of shots off target and stuff like that. So I still, I still, I still prefer Sterling long term. I just don't like that, you know, worry of of Jesus in the background. So I, I'm just probably going to end up just sticking with Sterling. You know, it, it might be my might be my downfall. I might be too loyal to him this season. But I think, I you know, I may just end up keeping him for the season. Uh, that's kind of the way I went into this this campaign uh, with with Sterling. Uh, last question I'll tackle this week is from Omri. Uh, Omri asks, who are the must-haves for those who are wildcarding this week? Uh, good question. So I think I've, I've written down four names here. Uh, if I was on a wildcard, the four names that would definitely be in it. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, if he's past fit for the weekend. Uh, Alexander-Arnold, I think, is the best defender in the game this year. Um, Lundstrom as well. Even if you've missed the boat, I think he's four point five million. I, I think Lundstrom is a case of you know don't be stubborn. Don't say oh I I missed him I missed him at four million. I'm not paying for him at four point five million. He's still an excellent asset. Sheffield United are excellent defensively. He plays in midfield. He's going to pick up attacking returns. So you know just don't don't try and be too clever. Um. So KDB, Alexander Arnold, Lundstrom, and Tammy Abraham is the fourth one I would put in there as well. So that would be my four must haves for wildcarders this week. Now, moving on to Game Week 9 captaincy and transfers. Uh, captaincy, first of all, captaincy is wide open this week. I think there's loads of good options. Uh, you know, City and Liverpool have tricky fixtures. Liverpool play Manchester United uh, away and City play Crystal Palace away, who, who've been pretty pretty decent this year. So I think we're going to see a lot of people moving away from Liverpool and Man City this week for the armband. I think I'm probably going to do it myself. Uh, I think there's a good chance I probably don't own my captain yet. Uh, whether it be Tammy Abraham or Callum Wilson are probably the most likely, most likely candidates for me. I just need to, I just need to buy them first. So I mean, if I don't buy Wilson, I'll probably captain Tammy. If I bring in Wilson and Tammy, it's going to be a, it's going to be a shootout between those two for the armband. And you know, I haven't, I haven't ruled out yet. You know, someone like Sterling. Again, I need to give captaincy a lot more thought this week. Um, Aubameyang, for those that own him, is away at Sheffield United. So again, I find it hard to trust Captain Aubameyang at the best of times. You know, never mind when he's playing a, a very well, you know, defensively drilled side. So I don't like Aubameyang captaincy this week, even though I like him as an asset. Harry Kane, I think, is a great option this week. Home to Watford for anyone that owns him. I know not too many people have him, but I think if you do have him. You, you probably captain them in that fixture. Uh, and Vardy as well. Vardy at home to Burnley. I think Vardy will probably do well in that one as well. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting game week. Because there's going to be a big spread of big spread of captains. Which which always makes uh, a game week more fun. Um, well, more fun if you're, on the, if you're on the right side of it. So yeah, um, I'm undecided myself. Probably probably most likely Tammy Abraham, I think, for me. I think Tammy's, Tammy could even be the most captain player this week. Uh, looking at a few polls. Transfers for me, I've got two frees. I've got absolutely no idea what I'm going to do yet, apart from getting Abraham. So many, so many options. You know, there's so many routes I could go. You know, I could just sell Zinchenko, get a 4.2 million defender to replace him. Two frees, avoid the minus four. I could get Callum Wilson and captain him against Norwich. You know, for Pookie, I could 
I could do a bit of a shake up and move from four four two to a three four three, which would be something like getting rid of Greenwood for someone like Mopai, who I really like. Um, do I do I want a Leicester player? Do I go do I go and get Soyunku this week? Do I drop Robertson? Do I drop Puki? It's going to be a long week of of tinkering and, and trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. It's it's a nightmare. As I say, I hate I hate having so many options because. You can guarantee you'll you'll over tinker and you'll you'll end up making the wrong choice. Um, you know, with Robertson, it's 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 happened quite it's happened quite a few times this season now where I'm looking for cash and he's the most obvious one to drop to to get you know to get those funds for strikers. Um, and it's it's just, it's just so hard to do it when you watch him when you watch him in Liverpool games and you watch him in the Champions League. You know, getting in the box to to score that goal, it's very very hard to sell him. But again, you know, when you look at the fixtures, then it's it's Man United, Spurs, Villa, City. So you know, how many clean sheets are they going to get? You know, clean sheets are first and foremost what I'm looking for from a defender. So I think Sal and Robertson is, you know, it's I think it's fine as well, and, and I still could end up doing it for the weekend just to to get to get a to get an extra striker up front. So it's it's tricky. So I mean, if you wanna if you wanna find out what I end up doing, I will be recording a Patreon podcast on Friday evening. I record Patreon podcasts, you know, at the end of every week, just to go through, you know, press conferences and and what what I'm doing with my team and and my final captaincy choice and all that kind of stuff. And there's loads of other stuff you can get on Patreon as well. You can support me, support me in what I do. Uh, and you know, any any questions you have about Patreon, what is Patreon, what is Slack, just send me a DM on Twitter and I'll, and I'll get back to you and explain it all to you. Um, what else do I need to mention before I finish recorded a fantasy weekly podcast last night with James, Dave and Holly that will be available on Wednesday uh, at 2pm some ridiculous listener questions in that one so it was, it was a good laugh good laugh to record that one um, so if you, want a, if, if you want a bit of light hearted FPL entertainment this week check that one out as well uh, I'll be playing in the grand weekend on fantasy bet this weekend as I always do um I, te- I like I like picking a few players in that one that I don't have in FPL. So if I don't get Callum Wilson in FPL this week, he will definitely be by my fantasy bet captain for the weekend. Obviously, it just soften the blow if if he does well. Then uh, the grand weekend it's a it's a daily fantasy competition. You pick it's like having a free hit basically in FPL. Five fifty to enter, and there's always a two and a half thousand pound prize pool. So you can make yourself some nice cash there using your FPL knowledge and research. 18 plus and begambleaware.org good luck in game week 9 folks hopefully hopefully it's a better one than game week 8 was for most of us uh, thanks as always for listening if you enjoyed the podcast you know give it a thumbs up give it a, give it a retweet give it a share uh, share it with family friends you know get get it out there a bit more it's always appreciated uh, and i'll be back i'll be back on back next tuesday with another episode so keep an eye out for those 59th minute appearances this weekend and 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 hit me up if you see them cheers folks